Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, David. It's going fantastic. I, uh, I'm waking up here. I got my nucleate, got my monster, you know, ready to engage in the next topic. Hey, Liberty Expert Nation. If you're watching this video, do me a do me a favor and just just brush that subscribe button. Just hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification button so you get notified. Just lightly touch it. Just smash that thing. Just whatever. Just you, you're going to want more content from us, and you're going to want to be notified when we drop episodes. So go ahead and do that. All right, be a doll. Uh, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about censorship, uh, and in particular TikTok because that's the platform I'm really fascinated by. But I want to clarify, like some people, like it's important to clarify state censorship, which I think is the only valid way to use actual censorship. But then there is this, let's call it new phenomenon of platform censorship, right? So there are these organizations with massive distribution channels that Mm -hmm. can prevent you or anyone from distributing on their channels. Many people are calling that censorship and it's been in the news uh, quite a lot especially, you know, with Donald Trump and Twitter ban and all this sort of stuff. Um, So I just want to clarify that, like, I think of it as two separate issues. But Mm -hmm. I recently was being I've been censored on TikTok much more quickly than I've been censored elsewhere, which I found fascinating. And so, uh, like, I just talk openly about all sorts of controversial issues. I mean, you and I have talked about all sorts of stuff. And so I recent like in the past month, I posted some videos talking about my views on sexual assault. And I also posted some videos talking about my views on like theoretically what could cause pedophilia. Um, And, and oh dear videos on each of those. Well, so one, I get a lot of hate saying, you know, I must be a pedophile to even talk about it and this sort of thing. So there's lots of hate. Um, But interestingly enough, both of those videos got flagged as not acceptable, even though I'm just talking about a topic. I ended up appealing and getting the videos put back on, but I started to think, okay, let me push the limits a bit. And so actually I, I, you posted a meme that was like, um, something in the front resisting arrest in the back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's Exce- like excessive force in the front resisting arrest in the back or something. Yeah. Like that. Something yeah. like that. Right. And like, it's a libertarian joke. Right. But the guy's yeah. the back of the guy's hair is like cornrows, right? Oh, yeah. And so I just posted that and that got flagged as hate speech. Oh. And and then I posted a racist joke. My joke was like, they say that, and I thought of this joke a couple of years ago, actually, Um, but I just posted to, again, test the limits. I said, you know, they say that you should treat everyone not based on the color of their skin, but based on what's inside. And I have to say it works. You know, I've been thinking about when I think about someone, I picture their skeleton and helps me treat everyone well, because this way everyone is white. And so oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so I posted that, which is obviously like an off color joke. Oh, yeah. No, unintended. Um, but but so both of these got flagged very quickly and I got a temporary ban. And so it's interesting because I've like I've posted definitely worse stuff than that on Facebook for years and never mm-hmm. had any issues. But I think it's because TikTok pumps your content out to so many people 
right. that you're almost certain anything that's even a bit off color is almost certainly going to get reported because it's going to hit someone somewhere who's offended by it. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting. But like we could talk a bit about what I'm what I call the TikTok revolution. But it's really interesting because TikTok's platform is also so powerful that there are people who knowingly get banned and just create new accounts. And because the algorithm is so good, they'll get up to their like. So there's some chick. Her name is Maga uh, Maga Kate. She's some Canadian who has over 100,000 subscribers on TikTok. And her last account got banned at 80,000. But she, she just didn't care, started a new one. And people will see her through the algorithm and just follow her again. And so right. people have backup accounts. And, and so it's really interesting. It's almost like the TikTok algorithm. TikTok can't censor because of its own algorithm pushing right. out people's content if they go to a new account or whatever. But it's just, I don't know, I wanted to hear your thoughts because it's very interesting um, to sort of see what's going on there. Yeah, well, um, I, I do think it's interesting. You know, that like, I don't know if you got this on Facebook, but I, I got uh, a warning that some of my friends may have been exposed to extremist content. I didn't which get I that, found but I saw memes about hilarious. it. Hilarious. And so many people I know said uh, they themselves, you know, be like, Tim, you, warning, you've been exposed to extremist content. Um, here's a place to get support. And I thought this was, it, it was hilarious that this establishment organization, you know, it's, it's no secret that Facebook is tightly bound to the state uh, in many ways. And uh, they, they certainly, support the establishment uh cathedral dogma that the state is this all virtuous institution and that initiating violence to uh stop people pe to manage people's risk during a pandemic or to cor you know correct uh racist thoughts or different things like that i mean if there's extremist content if there's extremely dangerous content out there it's being put out by the cathedral itself, by the the establishment. I mean, the, the democide. Uh, the, the this is where states killed their own citizens, not even in war in citizens in other countries, but their own citizens. You, there, there's a University of Hawaii professor that runs a website. I think it might even be called democide.com or something like that. But he tallies up, and it's I think it's in the hundreds of millions of of like victims from their own state their state killing it and and their their narrative directly supports this institution and praises it as if that's not the most dangerous extreme type of thing you can get so you know i put <laughs> i i i leveraged this with the libertarian party and said look uh danger you've warning you've been uh, likely been exposed to extremist content where people believe that uh, initiating violence uh, to solve every problem is the correct answer uh, for support and deprogramming. Uh, follow this link and it takes us to your, our party website. Um, so I, I, I find that interesting. So yes, tech uh, censorship is an issue in that these tech companies get so big in part because of support from the state and support not just in terms of subsidies, um, in terms of tax breaks that they get that we don't, um, but support in terms of uh, 
regulatory infrastructure that ban essentially makes it very difficult to compete with these companies. And, you know, they have, have the ear of Congress. And of course, they, they lobby Congress for different rules, because they know it'll make it difficult for competitors to compete with them. And so then we run into real problems, because they, it, it starts to muddy the water in between, uh, you know, state censorship is obviously horribly evil. But we always say that, look, private businesses have the right to discriminate and, and uh, control the speech of their employees. I mean, you can't have a, an employee bad mouthing your own company and expecting to keep keep their job there. So that type of voluntary censorship where look, I don't want to where I remove my association with you um, is to horrible where the state censorship is almost always done at the point of a gun. It's like, you, you can't say that or we're going to throw you in jail and convict you of a hate crime or you we're going to fine you or we're going to do something or in the, in the case of maybe bill c16 we're going to compel you to say say certain words or you'll be convicted of a hate crime and have to pay a fine though that that stuff's all terrible but we don't have a problem with people removing their voluntary association in the form of firing someone or whatever but now this this these giant tech companies are kind of in this gray area where they're a quasi private company, but they also have uh, they're also supported by the state. So you know, I take the tack that of course we can criticize these tech companies. We have just like they have uh, you know in a private world, uh, they would have the right to discriminate and, and censor employees. We would have the right to say we hate that freaking policy that's a terrible policy and it's stupid and we're going to boycott them and we're going to start our own company that doesn't censor people and compete um that's how we would deal with it in a, in a free world but you know th those mechanisms are kind of uh off limits to us so so i think but i think we can still criticize it we, we criticize it regardless right um whether it's private or state or whatever we can say it's bad censorship in general is bad and removing those things is bad to a point i mean obviously we don't want child porn on there we don't want certain things on there and, and that's but, the thing it's like um you know i was talking to someone about like a, a controversial cartoonist who makes cartoons about like um some like uh uh, is the hero is called Pigman, and Pigman goes around and murders jihadists. Oh, and yeah. so, like, TikTok could very, very well not want that on their platform, sure. right? Like, without, like, the, you know, if I have a bookstore, I don't have to sell that kind of book, right? So they're like, you know, they could just decide that they don't want racist jokes on their platform, right? right? And that's not like that's not them being in bed with the state. That's just, you know, I could also Absolutely. want that on my platform. Um, but so it's this interesting, like, where are their explicit policies? How do I know? And what are the, what is the, as a user of sure. that platform, do I have to agree whole hog to their policies? Can I try and push the limits? Is that an acceptable engagement on my part? Um, right. Well, so it's sort of interesting. How do I, as a user of the service, how do we negotiate the terms? Right. Yes. And, um, you know, I think it's also fair to say that businesses kind of and, and corporations are going to um, try to accurately project the zeitgeist of the day. Like what is what is it that is going to get them into the least amount of trouble and maximize their profit line? Right. Well, the thing that's going to get them into the least amount of trouble and maximize their profit line is whatever is state propaganda is the 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 same narrative that supports 
statism uh, right now in the current climate. And this is, and so I think it's interesting to see the Facebooks post these these things about extremist content at the same time we're seeing TikTok clamp down on speech and all these other corporations but it's not just the tech corporations we're seeing that in every corporation the, my, the corporation i work for i mean you, you the, there has to be a there's a very homogenous uh non-diverse way point of view that you need to subscribe to to stay out of trouble and we've talked about this in other podcasts you know we can't have dark humor after calls that help us deal with uh the the traumatic thing we just saw we 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 can't um we have to be very careful about how we treat uh probationary employees where in the past there'd be a little bit of hazing and at least um like challenging challenging them and seeing how they think like all that kind of thing has been sanitized and gone because it doesn't fit that that's a very masculine approach and everything has become very kind of feminized and homogenized and soft and say like all all those things are now part of the corporate milieu and and there's a reason for that and that's because the state's got so goddamn big right and, and if the state weren't so big of course we'd see a different culture emerge in these corporations that isn't so focused on safety first right uh, of like you know we can't but say not, anything that would possibly be risky or offensive or that someone might might trigger someone or any of these things well yeah. it connects to something you said earlier like there's a really interesting interaction between the state we're back sorry for some technical difficulties um and so it's 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 interesting because yeah these companies are scared of of the backlash they'll get on these platforms right um if they're seen sure. as supporting the wrong view and this sort of thing so there's this really interesting closed loop now um where right. it feels as if they're being attacked by the public quote unquote but it's actually just the public that's allowed to talk through the platform that does have the same interests as the state, but it feels like you're being attacked from two different sides, whereas really the two sides are sort of in cahoots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, here we have, um, I, I mean, you just put, put yourself in the shoes of a corporate CEO, right? And you can understand where their thinking comes from. Like the warfare is very asymmetrical um, in that it only takes one or two very, uh, upset people to completely ruin your brand and everything you've built up for years and years and years. And so, you know, to protect yourself from that, you have to, you have to adopt these homogenous, um, uh, kind of ideas and follow the establishment narrative and clamp down on employee thought and speech and behavior in a way that takes all the fun out of any working environment you can be be at so the joy has been sapped from literally everything and you know you, but at the same time you can understand it it sucks to be on the receiving end of it uh but this is where we're at what else would you expect them to do we expect them to put their business in jeopardy i mean imagine if you were in an islamic country or whatever full of jihadists that would blow up your business and maybe kill you if you went against the the Islamic dogma around you and you allowed your employees to have to be free speech people and not follow the local norms and customs. I mean, that that would be 
like literally putting your life in jeopardy. And so you adopt the Islamic culture and you do everything appropriate to that culture to avoid the danger, even though it might suck the joy out of everything. Well, we're kind of facing a similar thing here right now. It's such a dangerous place. You can get canceled. You can have your job removed. You can have your business destroyed. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of dark times. Right. And that's what really seems to be an interesting change or an interesting difference with TikTok is it's amplifying this more, but in a unique way, right? So it used to be before social media, okay, Tim has a company of 30 people in Edmonton. And, you know, anyone who engages with you or your company knows you're a good guy, knows that, you know, you're trying to do a good thing. And some employee says something stupid and you can handle it in your community of 50 people, 100, uh, you know, customers, right? But now it's seen on Facebook. Right now, all of the businesses yeah. are on Facebook and maybe a thousand people will see this. And the first interaction they'll ever have with your company is, oh, Bob said something racist and Bob represents Timco, right? And this right. sort of thing. But on TikTok, it's even worse now. It's even larger of an issue because it's more like a it's it's not just your social network, right? Everything you post is broadcast to literally all of TikTok. That's not yeah. as much. That's not as powerfully the case on other social media platforms. That's you true, have yeah. to still find and connect with the people you want to be connected to. It's not all just coming to your doorstep, right? Right. And so yeah. now everyone is at issue all of the time because there are people who all they want to do is find controversial stuff and TikTok will feed it to them, right? Hmm. Much more powerfully than these other platforms. But what I mentioned earlier is there's an interesting sort of backlash where people are making multiple accounts, aren't letting themselves be banned because no matter what, their content, if it's valuable, the algorithm will continue to optimize for it. It doesn't right. matter which account they come from, because I can post my first video can get 100,000 views or my thousandth video can get 100,000 views. It's up to TikTok's algorithm, right? right? And so there's this interesting tug of war happening uh, with everyone seeing all of the controversial content and trying to put it down, but everyone who wants to see it still getting it fed just from secondary and tertiary accounts um but so it's it's really bizarre to me and it's this it's yeah. like a new it's like pushing the it's like pushing the limits of this phenomenon um i think and do you think that banning is less of an issue on tiktok than other platforms no as far as i know it's more of an issue like uh, there's lots of people but, who, but who the get getting their, around it is easier apparently yeah. Right. And so that it's but it's, so it's like a new way to deal with it. Right. But I don't know yet if it's net good or net bad. What does seem to be the case, though, is like I'm trying to encourage my fans to start posting because it really is almost as if now tick like an individual on TikTok is a lot more likely to be a creator that has a following than on Facebook where they're only projecting to their own audience. And so it's almost as if it's, I think, TikTok is starting to like re-democratize social media because mm. anyone can post their view and it can get as much attention as the value of the view, not the work they put into getting it attention. Right. And so it's, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting to see like lots of uptick in like conservative Gen Zs 
right? Um, and their views, even though they're getting pushed back against, people are craving it, people are wanting it, so the videos go popular really quick, right? Right. Um, and so it's almost as if people are st like, there's, I, I think TikTok's is like almost the, the forefront of a, of a pushback of like a media revolution where it's, no, 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 we're going to talk about this stuff. I don't see why we can't. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that as long as there exists the opportunity for competition, um, we're going to see alternatives pop up, right? And, and I mean, now you could argue that the the ability to compete is limited, you know, because part of the problem with the internet is that the government ultimately controls the infrastructure, like the the actual cables that move the the content around are housed in conduits that are controlled by governments, right? And, um, you know, the, the, uh, the infrastructure, like the giant servers, are generally these giant corporations that are protected and supported by the state, and so they follow the state. So we saw this issue with Parler, where they got shut down, not directly by government censorship, but by... Um, by I think it was Amazon, you know, a giant company that obviously is invested in not pissing off the state or supporting its narrative um, and not wanting to be responsible for holding this controversial site on their server, kicking them off. Well, where does Parler go? How, how many options are there out there for such a big platform to be housed? Like what kind of servers? It's usually only these big mega corporations that are big and mega because they uh, they get all sorts of benefits from state power. So, um, you know, I'm not sure, like, I, I think, obviously, my hope is, and I think we've seen this, is that in a lot of ways, technology outpaces the state's ability to control it. And so people find decentralized ways of getting around these things. And, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see all sorts of decentralized um, technology come out that allow people to network and do similar things that don't require a giant centralized server that is in some way pseudo controlled by state dogma, um, you know, uh, that it's not reliant on this. But, um, you know, I think, you know, people, you know, part and part of me, too, is like, you know, the, the, the as much as these um, these social media companies get uh, criticized for censorship and you're attacking my free speech and that sort of thing. These these same platforms have never given us more free speech than we've ever had in human history. Like yeah. I can broadcast my shitty opinion to everyone in the world thanks to these things, whereas before it was limited to my family at Thanksgiving dinner. You know, now I can tell the world about my QAnon ideas and, you know, get them out there to everyone. And, you know, it's like this old bit Louis... Uh, Louis CK has where he's on, I think the tonight show or something like that. He's like, he's like, people are just like, they become entitled so quick. Right. And you give the example of he was on a plane and they, they announced that they just got internet service. Like this is brand new technology. You can now connect to the internet and surf the web while you're traveling in this tube, you know, across the country in a few hours, you know, so we've gone from, you had to be in a wagon, train like have, maybe had to 
resort to human cannibalism to get across the country, like the Donner Pass party or whatever, to now we can just zip back and forth in a day in this tube in the sky. It's a miracle of engineering. And now we can even surf the internet on this thing. And and then like 10 minutes into the flight, they had to announce, hey, we're having some glitches with this new technology. Sorry, it's not working. Um, we apologize for the inconvenience. And someone next to them goes, ah. Oh, this is terrible. This is ridiculous, right? Like this person now is entitled after 10 minutes after discovering that this technology even exists in the world. That's so amazing. They're like, ah, oh, I can't believe this, how they're limiting my, my ability to get on the internet. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how I feel we are with social media. A lot of ways, like literally this is, you know, what a decade or so old, where we can brought you know get to such a wide audience and, and reach so many people with our ideas and our shitty speech that we ever have before and now when we get kicked off for for saying something um you know we're like oh my god i can't believe this is ridiculous they are horrible they're like equivalent to the state locking me in a jail this is you know when these people actually provided you with a tool that allows you to broadcast you know so so I'm of kind of of two mind, but I, I do think it's worth criticizing them and, and hoping that competition um, pops up. But I, I also am conflicted by it when I think that way, because I'm like, you know, I should part of me thinks I should be grateful to Zuckerberg for even, uh, you know, stealing or making this idea happen, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's my view. Like I'm, if I get banned from a platform or whatever, like I'll just move on. Right. Like, but it's been fun to sort of test the limits with TikTok for a little bit. Um, but really, I think, you know, these are companies who have a business case and, and they're trying to do their thing and I'll engage with them. And then when they don't want to engage with me anymore, okay, that's it, I'll move on, right? Like if, if my views are as good as I think they are, if I'm as good as I think I am, then, you know, damn this platform for banning me. I'll be so good. People will need my content and I'll build my own platform or a platform will desire me. Right. Like that's really the only option. If someone is actually so upset, how dare this platform ban me? Well, if you're actually so valuable, then go get your own platform. Go if if what you have to say is so important that how dare this company take you right. off their platform, then don't worry, sir. You'll find a platform. Someone will want to hear you on, to, to watch you on your soapbox. Right. So that's my kind of view of it. And I, I encourage others to try and have the same one. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the correct mindset to have, right? Not continually see yourself as a victim, not continually be, wow, oh, if it weren't for these outside forces, I'd be able to change the world and be a, you know, this and that. And my life would be successful and I wouldn't be so unhappy. But because of these assholes, because of Zuck, my life sucks because of, you know, I'm trying to change that mindset myself. I often have that mindset towards the government or I can slip into that mindset very easily. And so one of the things I'm doing is trying to change, change it to be like, okay, I, I can't control these things. You know, I should be grateful for the things I have Focus on, you know, cause like I was telling my wife this morning, you know, most people, most of us are told that, or believe that once we achieve a goal or achieve some modicum of success or get that house or get that marriage or get the relationship we want or get the vacation we want or the job we want, then we'll finally be happy. And you know, what research seems to show is it's the other way around, like happiness precedes success like having a happy mindset and a grateful mindset and a winning mindset um, is here and now with the conditions that you're in is what 
sets the stage for success and achievement of your goals rather than the other way around. And so I try to remind myself of that as much as I can these days. It's, it's, I mean, and I mean, it's obviously very difficult nowadays. It's more and more challenging, um, you know, uh, but uh, it's still possible. I mean, Viktor Frankl wrote uh, about finding happiness in a freaking concentration camp. So if he can do it, you know, in, in the worst conditions imaginable in humanity, surely um, I can do it living in a comfortable house with three squares a day and a good job and a beautiful wife and wonderful family. <laughs> surely I can find something to be grateful for and happy about. And on that pleasant note, if people want to follow me on TikTok, it's at DJ Burnba, D-J-B-I-R-N-B-A, at DJ Burnba for my controversial and, and hilarious TikTok account. Yeah, bro. Probably watch right. the pedophile and, and racist stuff, though. Yeah. You know, you don't need to do that. It, it, right. I understand where you're going with it, but look, you got a lot of good things to say that... Uh, <laughs> what? You don't need to push the envelope. You got a lot of good things to say. Don't, don't you know, threaten those things by pushing the envelope. You can, you know? No, I mean, I think it's important to talk about these issues. So someone asked me my fair view enough. on pedophilia, so I shared my view. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I have a video though. It starts. It literally, I have a video. It's my face and it says, I am not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what a pedophile would say, David. Right. Well, that's what people are <laughs> right. It's like, I should clarify. I'm not a pedophile. I'm talking about, right. okay, based on my experience and what I know about trauma, how might someone end up stuck in a state of a certain kind, right? Sure. Against their own desires. Anyways. Yeah. Follow me on TikTok for great insights into the world. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. For more pedophilia, follow David on TikTok. Yeah. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks.